This is part two of our conversation with Sarah Bareilles. If you haven't listened to part one, you might want to go back, give it a listen or not, you little renegade. Enjoy the show. The Sparkfile podcast may contain profanity and other adult content. Please use your discretion. When I bump into something that inspires me, I dump it in my Sparkfile. To be something that I want to make or how I want to be. I pump it in my Sparkfile. I jump into my spark fire. Let's open up the spark fire. <laughs> do, you, do you still contend with, uh, I mean, you've alluded to this, but like, do you contend with fear? Do you contend with performance anxiety or like writer's block or any of that jazz? All of that stuff. Really? Mm, yeah. Tell I us. think I, Please. yeah, I, I have all of the stuff. I just, I, I think like a while ago I got rid of the idea that I was going to ever just, I think at some point in my early days, I was like, Oh, there's like a plateau somewhere in the future of like happy. Right. <laughs> like I get to that place and then I'm like happy. You and relax. Unattainment. Yeah. 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 And it just doesn't No, I'm always going to have a, a low grade level of anxiety and a low grade level of depression that are going to like kind of poke their noses out and ha and need tending to. That's yeah. just going to be like a part of my my routine in my life, um, performance anxiety, If especially I find if it's something that I'm out of practice of. Mm -hmm. Usually yeah. it's a muscle mm -hmm. that, that kind of reworks itself. How do you feel about quickly. a one-shot deal, like hosting the Tony Awards where you're shot out of cannon and you're like, I got one, I got one stab at this. Like, how's that for you? It was um, made so much better by working with Josh Groban. Oh. He's just like a dear, wonderful yes. love friend. And yeah. I... Um, I don't think I would have enjoyed it uh, nearly as much if I had been doing it by myself. That like makes it, yeah. So I think again, so kind sense. of leaning on the collaboration yeah. of that, the fact yeah. that we both kind of really didn't know what the fuck we were doing, and then the workload of just the amount of rehearsals, and then trying to create the opening number, and just like there was so much kind of frantic energy. And I think I was still in the sh no, I wasn't in the show. I'm like well, I was doing something else at that time too, where I was like. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. You didn't have time. You had to keep moving. Yeah. 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 Sarah, when you reflect on what you've created so far, what have you created that you're most proud of? Would you say? I think it's waitress. Yeah. I think that's the thing that I, um, I, it was just such a, it was such a sea change for me in mm -hmm. my life. And I have been, it, it reunited me with my very first, you know, sort of artistic love, which was musical theater. Mm -hmm. um, and it was such a fulfilling experience. I mean, it made me want to tear my hair out. Don't get me wrong. It was really course, yeah, hard yeah, and awful at course, times yeah. too. But um, I I think that's the thing that I've watched kind of the, the resonance. Mm -hmm. um, and I think because that's what theater does in this yeah. most yeah. precious way is that it, the storytelling of that and, and watching kind of like the, the ripple effect of this story, which yeah. I don't claim, you know, that's Adrian Shelley, right. this genius who, who got a second yeah. life in, in this show. Um, but yeah, I think that's the thing that I've made that I'm like, most good job. Good, job, good job. You can you trace it back to the original spark um, for us? So when did it come to you? How did it come to you that you were like, I think this might be my next project. I had just come to New York. Um, 
I was on a one-month rumspringa. Yes, you little <laughs> Amish son of a bitch. Um, and I came to just have a month of fun in New York. Yeah. I was bored in L.A. and living yeah. very comfortably, but just kind of bored and unalive. I came to New York. I had this wildly exciting adventurous month-long vacation met friends and went out and saw shows and took meetings it's mm -hmm. when I met my um the the literary agent at my agency who encouraged me to write a book she's like would you ever want to write a book and I'm like Huh? Yes. Oh yes. my god, I forgot. And That's not, not on the list. You're a goddamn author. You've got to fuck yourself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that's when I met Diane Paulus was during that okay. month and we had we had lunch. Was it like a was it like an artistic setup or was it just social? No, it was an artistic setup. Okay. I didn't I wasn't aware of who she was. And then meanwhile after the lunch I'm like Googling, going like <laughs> should have Googled before you lunch, didn't, Sarah. You didn't Google before? No, that's this is this is one you of my issues. I am a deeply disorganized person. This is not you I still get a ton of shit done. I do get a yeah, ton of shit done. Fine. I'm a really hard worker, but boy am I good on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. It's great. So you met with Diane so Paulus. So I met with Diane, we yep. had lunch and she told me about the film which I had not seen. Mm -hmm. Um and I had been thinking that I would be pursuing a theatrical opportunity as a as an artist, like to step on stage as an actor. Um, and the idea that it was like, do you want to be involved as a composer, someone behind the scenes? Mm. That was really curious and scary and interesting to me. Mm. And I, I said, let me think about it. And I watched the movie, and I, it was just this kind of. Um, it just felt like an experiment. Mm -hmm. it, I had, I was very um, open with her about saying like, I don't know that I can do this, but I'm, I'm willing to entertain the idea. So let's just be honest with each other. If we get down the road a little bit, doesn't feel good, doesn't work. Yeah. We just shake hands and move on. But then I, <laughs> and I didn't like it until almost a year and a half into the, the show. work you were making, I didn't like or what process, was happening. I didn't like the process. I didn't like, I didn't like the stuff I was making. Really? I was just, I felt really disconnected. I what couldn't in? tell if it was good or not. There just was this moment. I actually remember um, talking to my friend Andre Katrini, who's a wonderful Broadway composer or, or theater composer as well, and um, will eventually be on Broadway. Sorry, did I mess up this stuff? Um, and he broke the podcast. And then we were just talking about the songs of the show. And I think we had even done a first iteration of a little workshop or a reading at that point. And I just realized in the moment, I was like, oh, I guess I care about this now. Like I really, oh. like I actually really care about this. I think it felt like this very opaque thing for me for a long time. I just want to mm -hmm. underscore this, that you just went from like a year and a half of like, I don't really like this mm -hmm. to it being your favorite thing you've ever made thus yeah. far. Yeah. yeah. I just want for anyone listening, and if we, anyone yes. who gives a shit, like that's a big turn. Oh, I just wanted to, I, that is a lesson that I felt now the book, writing this book of essays was kind of happening concurrently. And that is the biggest lesson I took from that is that you can love something that's really difficult. Mm. Like mm. you can love <laughs> something you make that kicks your ass. And that was the, that was the thing because I hated writing the book. I hated it. I yeah. hated it more than Tough. I hated anything. Yeah. And then I got to the end and I was like, wow. <gasps> Look at this book. And I and I just like really 
love the thing that came out, <laughs> yeah, but I don't, yeah. I hated the process making was tough. it. Yes. And if we stop when we feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. nothing gets made. Mm-hmm. You know, we would also, none of these amazing Toast. works that we feel proud of ultimately would ever happen if we stopped every time we felt, uh, you know, like an uncomfortable feeling or a sad feeling or a depressed feeling or a disconnected feeling. We talk about that a lot in our workshops of like, you have to go through that to the other side. Yeah. You know, if we, if we stopped every time it felt That's right. meh. That's um, right. Um, I want to, I'm going rogue. Yeah, you know, do it. Do you, is there a place where you look for creative inspiration? Like, are, are you just always sort of like on the lookout for potential like hooks lyrics like is there any place that you are you doing this consciously is it always running in the background I think it's kind of a it's a more of a subconscious thing mm-hmm. I, I don't have the spark files for me like I you know I, <laughs> I don't have that thing that I go back to I'm very kind of in the moment like sort of open the portal and see what comes but through you also said you're good yeah. on the fly <clears throat> yeah and I've heard you say like you'll just be like, I'm going to put my hands on the keyboard. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to lay them down and see what little plink plonks come out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that that's actually the best mode of operation, but it is, it is kind There's of that tasty way. disorganization though. <laughs> tasty disorg. Um, that's right. What is one of the biggest failures or challenges that you, besides that song you sang for your high school class, <laughs> but it might be that like, it might be that like a big challenge or failure that you faced and how ha- have you processed it? Mm. Um, well, I mean, now that we're talking about that one, that felt like a really important even though I was such a little bebe, but um, <laughs> it's formative. Though. It was really formative, yeah. and I think it it scared me, and it took it took a long time to kind of be willing to be um, bad in front of people. Yeah. That was another thing that was really um, cathartic about the waitress process was that mm. you had to be willing, you had to share early and share often, you know. So yeah. it's like not being precious about the ideas and and yeah. allowing something to not be the right idea. Hence the song about the dancing sperm singing, please have sex with me. That's was, that was an actual song that is written and someone had to sing at a reading. Ben Thompson. Sorry about that. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks Ben. Thanks Ben. Really went for sorry it. about it. <laughs> and then how do you process it? Like how do you, for people out there, we're, we're talking a lot about like being brave and doing these things and doing it even when it feels meh, like how do you process it? How do you- um, very openly. I think that mm. is the thing that I will say that I, I I am good at. I'm not trying to pretend like I'm great at stuff or that things have always gone well. Yeah. I really yeah. lean on sharing vulnerability and sharing failures and um, insecurities. Like that is, that's a part of my currency with my, I know with my fan base, mm-hmm. I just, I have no interest in trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes that everything on the inside here is, you know, easy breezy. Yeah. So self-expressed yeah. and authentic. Yeah, I think so. That's a good prescription. Is there a creative thing that you know you need to do before you're done? Ooh, I think it's animation. <gasps> oh, oh my God. Collective gas. Yes. Yeah, That's that would be. It's because it's perfect. It would be really a deli- a deep delight, a deep delight. 
Yeah. That's going to happen. Composing. There's no performing, doubt. All of it. All of it. All of it. I want to, I want to I sing it wait. and I want to make you it. You heard yes. it here first. I want to see cartoon yes. version of you as, I don't know, <laughs> yes. animal, space alien. I don't, I don't know. But it would be, that would be really that's fun, I amazing. think. amazing. Yeah. We touched on this earlier a tiny, tiny bit. What's it all for? Um, other people. Oh, yeah. come on. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I, I have always been really, really passionate about young women and, mm -hmm. and that demographic in particular and wanting to be a voice of empowerment and acceptance and, and just reminding <clears throat> young women in particular, even though I also feel this way about young men. I feel this way about everybody. <laughs> I just want everyone to be happy. Why yes. are we all so upset all the time? <laughs> um, but especially young women. And it's, it's a really exciting time to be alive and to be a feminist. Um, because I think there's, there's so much incredible, um, sort of strengthening that is, that's occurring, mm -hmm. um, at, you know, on the macro level. But I really, I want people to feel seen and, mm. and to feel not alone. That's yeah. what I want. Word. Finally, what, who? I mean, money. It's all for it's money. All for <laughs> I'm sorry, what did I say? Yeah. That was, I'm the bags, bags of money. Of money. <laughs> um, finally, what or who is sparking you these days? <gasps> Judy Sill. Tell us more. Yeah. Do you know who Judy no, Sill is? No. Okay, Judy Sill um, is a songwriter in the 70s. She sort of is the, she came up in Laurel Canyon days yeah. and she was That's so sexy. The, le the sort of lesser known, kind of not that successful commercially. Um, she was on, David Geffen signed her and it was like Carol King and Joni Mitchell were her contemporaries, but she kind of didn't quite. Um, catch fire at that time and but she wrote these incredible peculiar really unique songs her mm. voice is really unique and sort of strange and is there a place we should start oh, like you should yeah. start with a song called the kiss which the i think kiss. is one of the most beautiful songs i've ever heard in my life it's this one of quality spark yeah it's a really huge. she's a remarkable person she um had a really disruptive childhood ended up in reform school played in the church in the church um, choir there. And that's where she learned all these, like she's an incredible piano player, all these gospel licks mm. that she learned. Then she um, robbed armed. She was got involved in a bunch of armed robberies. Stop talking. And then Stop the oh, money. And stop. then I, I want to do this as a bark. Act like you no, didn't hear it. Cammy. No. You got to fuck yourself. <laughs> this is such a good spark. This is so it's such a good. good spark. You guys, it gets, it gets, it goes on from there. Here's a spark. Well, tell us more, yeah, and then yeah, I got yeah. a spark for you. Go okay, ahead. and um, so like, but then with the money she would get from the armed robberies, she would go like robberies, robberies, multiple, like a career multiple. in it. And then she became a prostitute because she was so poor. <gasps> no. I think sex worker is the word you're looking for. But yes, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We're all learning. We're all learning. Tell me. I just think sex worker is the sex worker. is the term that we're using now. I mm -hmm. had no idea. That's mm -hmm. okay because we're all learning. We're learning. Okay, we're all learning. Jeez, sorry yeah. if that was offensive at all. Um, then she was really she was bisexual. She um, 
then was really critical of David Geffen and and said horrible things about him on stage. And then he found out and he fired her. That and wouldn't she, end well. And Not then a good she, career she was a heroin addict <gasps> and then she overdosed. And what? they don't know. There's a mystery about what or, whether or not it was a suicide. This Are is you doing something with this? This is the spark back I might. to you. I don't know. Okay. I would like to. Okay. I think about like a, a film or something. Yeah. You, yes. Put this. Get a goddamn spark file. Get organized, Sarah yeah. Brothers. <laughs> We're going to get you a spark we'll file, you sweetie. We'll you and one. you write this. Judy yes. Sell. Write it on the first page. Okay. Judy Sell. Yeah. Do you look anything like her? Could you look anything? I think I could. I think I could. I'm liking this for you. I'm liking it for me too. I need you to. I need you to get this Academy Award. Okay. (laughs) I need you to eke out on this one. Oh yes. Well done. Uh, Yes. We have to say thank you and goodbye now. We're thank you, thank you, thank you so much, like for spending this time with us. We love you, Sarah Bareilles. Thank you for making something delicious for the creative mind. Fingers crossed. That's it. We hope that this put another bunch of sparks in your file. If there is a spark you'd like us to explore, like Judy Sill, Jesus Christ, or if you've taken a spark and fanned it into a creative flame, like Judy Sill, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And if you'd like to share that with us, email us at thesparkfile at gmail.com or submit it through our website thesparkfile.com we will even take your feedback but you know the price of admission first you got to share a creative risk that you have taken recently we're not playing about that Mm -mm. and be sure to subscribe to this delicious podcast wherever you get your podcast subscribe rate five star review it if you like this podcast share it with people that you love if you didn't like it, share it with your weird nephew. I'm going to bet you cash money. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> if something tickles your fancy and gets your creative juices flowing, we're writing you a forever permission slip to make that thing that's knocking at your door. It's your turn to take a spark and fan it into a flame. You got to minor chord it. You got to soundboard it. You got to record it. And then you got to export it. You got to take it and, and make it. Bang. Bye, Bye, Sarah. Bye, Sarah. Thank you so much. Oh my God, we love you. When I bump into something that inspires me, I dump it in my spark files. Could be something that I wanna make or how I wanna be. I pump it in my spark files. I jump into my spark files. Let's open up the spark fire.